Yes. So I'll tell you when we're live. Mm -hmm. I'll press the wrong button. <laughs> it's you. Go. Live. <laughs> yes. We are live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special end of week horseful episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds, and I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And yes, uh, me and Sam were a little bit left, didn't have anything to do with you. Bit boring. Bit boring. So, <laughs> so thought, I had the podcast up. Yeah, so what could we do? What could we talk about as easy as as anything? And I know what Sam's answer is always is always Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. And we've done, like I say, Afterlife, we've done the original Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. So I thought, yeah, we're gonna talk about Ghostbusters too a little bit. That like I say, there's a lot of positives, there's a lot of good things about Ghostbusters too that um, we both can appreciate. So I'll let Sam get a disclaimer out the way. So I know... Aye, so... let's get that done. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I've got to say now. Yes. <laughs> to, actually. Everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you would like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. That's correct, yes. And especially about Ghostbusters, because we know <laughs> how much Sam loves this for these movies. <laughs> so, so much. Like, this one is, like, for me, and I don't know if anyone else will have the same opinion, is up there with the first one. Mm -hmm. I just see it as, like, it's a continuation. It is pretty much the same movie. It is, but <laughs> I don't see it that way. Yeah. I just, I love it just as much as I do the first one. That's what no. I was trying to say. Definitely. It's one of them ones I think it gets overlooked a lot because the first one is, like yeah. I said, the quintessential classic and it came out of nowhere that no one was expecting. So when they actually did do the sequel, I think this came out the same time as Back to the Future 2. What possibly. year was Back to the Future 2? Because um, I have trusty Wikipedia here. <laughs> I know if this was 1989. It was. I'm almost sure because I saw this at the in the cinema because I remember queuing up for... Uh, Ghostbusters 2 and on the opposite side at the old Empire like say the, the old ABC uh, in town where you used to have only we only had two screens so you used to only show two films each weekend yeah yeah uh, so and I used to show the po movie poster of what film was on so I was queuing for Ghostbusters side and I'm sure it was Back to the Future the opposite side do you know what we're sitting here trying to guess and I actually have Google open um, mm. Back to the Future just the first one Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was 1985. Well, that was, was that was that was Back to the Future one. Oh, did you mean the second one? Yes, yeah, second yes. one is 1989. My apologies. Yeah. No, no, um, I, I wouldn't make that type of mistake with the with the, with the Back oh to God, the Futures. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Great Scott. Yes. Um, hello to all the chat as well. Before we start diving into this, um, hello Martin from Florida, Martin. Again. Get a life. <laughs> Martin, you're having breakfast in Gal Galaxy's Edge. There has got to be something more to see than us, like our faces. But bless yes. your heart for joining us. Certainly. But yes, because um, I, I believe we were going to try and do like a mini adventure and like see people today, but it fell oh, through. So uh... <laughs> it did. And the reason I couldn't go is because I have an engineer coming 
He's still not here. And that's not a, that's not a euphemism, guys. So don't, no, don't get too excited. Someone, <laughs> someone to come and do some work to the house, and he's still not showed up. But never mind. Oh, yes. I get to talk about Ghostbusters too. Today has not been a complete and utter fail. <laughs> I know. Like, say, I'm still recovering after, like, say, the massive long stream that happened, like, the weekend gone. That was, <laughs> like, say, completely wore me down and wore me out. But yes, um, this is going to be an interesting one because we have done zero preparation. Literally, I've literally put this together. <laughs> Like I say, design-wise and everything, in the last 15 minutes. So. I think it's so cool, though. It has the tunnel and that. And I love the fact that you've reused the, um, the, the I don't know what they are, oh, the, the, <laughs> the goth- frame. The gothic frames. I thought that the suit, because now we are kind of officially starting the spooky season. Um, mm. So I know we've been doing on the cusp of a few little uh, little things, like say, to get there. But I think... Sunday's podcast where we're reviewing the amazing Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. in line with next week's release of Hocus Pocus 2 was the meant to be like the official official but I think we started last year with Ghostbusters so it's yeah, it's, it's, might it's, have, you know. yeah so it's kind of like a, our ritual now we have to talk about Ghostbusters in it in I'm, some I'm way. fine with that <laughs> next year we'll do uh, the uh, third answer one the, we'll, we'll do answer the call <laughs> we'll uh, do I'll, answer I'll... the call I'm serious I could review that one um yeah. where do we start with Ghostbusters 2 do we just dive right into the movie itself? Um, what do you remember most as a childhood when it comes to Ghostbusters 2? Because to me, it was the marketing campaign. Because Ghostbusters 1 didn't really have much marketing. It literally came on the pictures and everyone was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? It's amazing. Where this, it kind of took... you were ex- The expectations were high. Especially, like I say, with the original cast coming back and with everything on board and the marketing was like say one of the biggest things about it because i remember going to burger king and you're getting free cans what you thought were cans of pop but there were cans of ghosts ecto cooler i can't remember what they were called but you used to open the cans Uh and and smoke was meant to come out oh my god yeah so there's still people out there with unopened cans that's got these like little bits of smoke and stuff probably isn't there anymore it's probably dissolved or dissipate, dissipated and but they're was... never going to find out because they're never going to open the mother they're not <laughs> you they're not heathens <laughs> yes. you would seriously open one just to see <laughs> oh no i did i opened quite a few though that's the thing because i like, my dad used to bring them in um uh, when he finished work he used to say oh, i've got these things but I, I was stupid as a kid i was always disappointed that i had no pop in that's <laughs> so... what you were disappointed in. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> But as an adult now, you're like, oh, I wish I had that. Like, yeah, I wish I kept them. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and um, I think this is the one where like the toy range went absolutely fucking crazy. Th- this is where I generally think my love of Ghostbusters started from. Mm. I really do, um, because of the the toys started to come out. Um, the '89 is the year my sister was born, mm-hmm. and she was born in January '89. So like, my house would have been taken over by babies. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so I, I think this is where I'm at because I can't remember owning an actual copy of the first one. I've only ever remember owning. I had it on videotape, taped it from mm-hmm. the telly. Yeah. Um, but I, my first memory of having a like, proper copy was one and two. Mm-hmm. And yes. then obviously the toys. So I think I was like a, a, a Ghostbusters fan from like the 90s onwards. Has to have been because that's like, if that's where the toys started to really hit, that's where my love came into it was from then and as i said with everything that came out like like the even from ghostbusters one they realized 
the hard swing with the look and the logo mm-hmm. and everything and stuff. And that's where they hit on, like, say, with the ghost with the, the two the two fingers and stuff like that. Kind of <laughs> kind of brought in the element. And this is the I'm one just where checking to see if he's got him on here. He's only got one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this was phenomenal. As I said, I think back in the day. It wasn't as much of a hit as they were probably expecting mm. because, like I said, it was a tall act to follow. But when you watch it now, this is what probably is more of the scarier one in the franchise. Oh, yeah. Vigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vigo's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Even, and... um, what's his name? Little one. Oh, I've come down We could hear that, Vigo. Amen uh, <laughs> of, of Alec McBeal. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. This is why, this is why <laughs> I got it up for, because I didn't want to forget anyone. Yano, Janosch. Janosch. Janosch, that's, that's it. Yes. And like I say, the elements in this one, I I always, as I said, I always, I've said this many a times before, you take the jokes out of Ghostbusters, you've got a pretty scary horror film. But with the cast and with the, um, like I say, the people who were involved, it was always going to be like a comedy, uh, especially the first one. But this one, they went hard with the horror element, the hard mm-hmm. with the, like I say, the ghost, and like they went for, right, stay put, Marshmallow Man is a bad guy, like I say, maybe sold a bit of toys, but wasn't really going to put fear in it. But this haunted painting, like say, and the elements that they brought into it when like things like Ray got possessed and stuff, but I know which will will go down. Mm-hmm. Like, like even the first point, like almost like sacrificing a baby in in the movie as well. <laughs> it's like it's... kidnapping children and sacrifice and mm-hmm. oh yeah, like as a child, do you really understand all that? Like no, but in, as a child, you just you took a kid, like yeah, all right. But as an adult, you're like, oh my god, there's so many problems with that. <laughs> well. Look at the opening. Um, like I say, if we're going to get into it, uh-huh. uh, like I say, the opening when uh, Dana's putting was it Oscar, like Oscar the baby, um, Oscar the very unfortunate looking baby, yes, <laughs> uh, putting them in the bath, and then the bath tries to fucking eat him. <laughs> no, that's not then. So the the opening scene is when Dana is walking with the the car, oh, with the shit. buggy, and right. the, the ooze yes. comes from Sorry. the ground and it hits the the ta- the wheel, and that buggy mm. just goes off yes sorry that might say i yeah. always get mixed up that part but we, let's be granted we didn't watch this today so no. <laughs> you, everyone's gonna have to forgive us if there's bits and pieces like we jump back and forth to mm-hmm. but yeah that's the opening scene is where she and then she runs after her, like the fucking warrior that <laughs> she is <laughs> Like, like she was battling some uh, good alien monster or something things like see Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> but did we notice in that scene, nobody helps her? No. Nobody <laughs> goes and stops that baby uh, push chair. I keep calling it a cart because they called it a cart, but it was it's a push chair. It's a it's a pram. Yes. That's it. It's a pram. Um, and but, nobody but to be fair, stops it, was, it. It's to be fair, it's New York. They don't give a fuck as long as it's not like their business type thing. I know. It's like, <laughs> if it's not happening to me... I'm not interested, but nobody stop. I think someone goes and jumps and runs and misses, and it's like one of those comedy timing where you're like, "Oh," <laughs> um, but yeah, nobody goes to stop that cop, that poor baby. Yes, and like I said, that when that happens as well, then you find out the sad truth: what's happened to the Ghostbusters when uh, Ray and Winston turn up at a kid's uh, party as <gasps> children's entertainment, and knowing they're not as popular as they were. Like these are the guys that saved the world. The, yeah, and, and... they saved New York City. Like, yes. they are heroes, because apparently in movies, New York needs to be saved quite a lot. Um, yeah, and they go to the party that is also 
the guest or oh, I can't even talk. The guest there is none other than Jason Reitman. Yep. Which <laughs> Snotty I little brat that he is. <laughs> and the infamous chat, chant as well as good when he says, Who are you gonna call? He men. He men. It's their faces where they go, and they don't look good. But <laughs> they leave that party with party hats on and money in hand and a smile on their face. They, ah, they turned it around. You don't see it, but I'm telling you, they turned that party around. They got them <laughs> on board. But yeah, Jason Reitman, snotty little get that he was, who questioned the Ghostbusters, but then mm. goes on to direct one of the greatest sequels, uh, one of the greatest movies I've seen in a long time. Certainly. Was his sister there as well? His sister is the girl in the in Egon's when you get to see Egon. Mm-hmm. So you move from them and Egon's Dana goes to see him and she's with the puppy. Yes. That's his sister. And if any right. of you are always Sunny fans, she is yeah. also Dennis's crazy wife. <laughs> Who turns herself into a cat. Cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's his sister as well. Um, mm. But then, do we move straight on to Egon from that with Dana going to see him? Yeah, because she doesn't want anything to do with Peter, does she? Because we get the because it it kind of does like the flashes through uh, like where they all are and what the, mm-hmm. what the what's all come through, and you get like Peter, of course, being a sleazy TV host. <gasps> like uh, you knew he would. Like his ego is just it can't be contained. <laughs> and what was it saying there? Because it was. Two people, one saying that was going to, uh, the world was going to end in 2020, Valentine's Day or something, wasn't it? Bummer. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, it, oh gosh, what year was it? 20. Oh, I so, should know this. It wasn't long ago as well. Cause it wasn't was because the out, wasn't it? two massive Ghostbusters fan got engaged on that day. <laughs> and I can't think, it was like 2016 or something. Right. Um, but it was it was Valentine's Day, and also the lady who was sitting there who did that was the amazing Chloe Webb, who is um, Nancy in Sid and Nancy, and also in Practical Magic. I think mean, she's such a phenomenal actress. I'm just laughing at Lee's comment as well. It's, he's just put, "Is it worrying that he that they took proton packs <laughs> to a kid's party?" Well, these kids get out of Rudy just to cross the streams. That's and probably them why they're left in a good mood for. <laughs> yeah, these are things that we don't look at as children. Yeah. We could question as adults. <laughs> but that, that could be the party trick. What do you want us to blow up, kids? <laughs> <laughs> but this has been because since uh, the first one, there's not been a ghost sighting since it happened that that that's correct yeah. like, like all the like all of a sudden everything's kind of died down and the, that's when like say the like the, became a kind of a joke to the, and start saying oh did they hoax this and that that was always the feeling behind mm-hmm. it type thing that they weren't ever taken seriously um for what they did mm-hmm. and, and like as as we know they, they came and they, they kicked some ass um, but, as they always do. Yes, but I, like I said, I was always a little bit good because I know like they brought it back in the like I say the, the new one. But I always loved the saying like uh, when it comes on, call it fate, call it luck, call it karma. I believe in everything happens for a reason. It's oh. one of the best sayings and things in a yeah. movie. Like I say, when it comes back to Ghostbusters, it gives you goosebumps like all the way through. Um, but <laughs> it's not my favorite quote because my favorite quote will always come from Winston, and that's from the first one. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, so once they've met up with each other, oh, not once a bit. So once we've established where everyone is, mm-hmm. Bill Murray is doing his 
paranormal program, which is just ideal for him. Um, Dana has gone to seek help from Egon. Mm-hmm. And Egon is obviously still in contact with Ray because mm-hmm. the next one is them going is them in Ray's shop. Yeah. Uh Ray's a cult. Oh gosh, what's it called? Ray's a cult. Is it just Ray's a cult? Oh no, it's um something I know Martin posted about it earlier. The the cultist actually uh, I can't remember the name now. Because it was in this it was in the in an afterlife, and it was in the game as well, I believe, the, the, like the name of the shop. But oh, it's, right. it's, it's forever later, gone from your mind now. But um, yeah, so they walk, and, and Venkman walks in, being Venkman as it is, and Egon's trying to be all sketchy and not basically give him any information and just kind of blanking him. But Rhea being the nice guy and mm. un, unable to lie and unable to talk, get torture. Cause and he, apparently cause, has no pain threshold. Yes, because <laughs> bless him, he does get bullied a lot. Poor, uh, poor Ray. Uh, but like I said, Danny, Danny Aykroyd is just absolutely phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. I think. But what I like about this one a little bit better than the original. Everyone gets the time to shine. Yes, it's not the Bill Murray film. It's not a That's... Bill Murray show. Absolutely, hundred percent agree with you. Because you get a lot more of Winston in this, and the, and like I love Winston, and I felt like he was pretty. Mm-hmm. Done hard on on the first one because he was a like as we know now he wasn't meant to be there like yeah. it's not that wasn't wrought for him mm-hmm. he's kind of like a secondary thought but in this one it felt like they were making up for that and they definitely made up for it in Afterlife definitely and I say with this as well I have just looked it up it's Razor Cult books I've, I've never questioned this Sam she was right oh <laughs> I was right I missed the books off though I knew because he always answers Razor Cult <laughs> that's correct um. So yeah, like even like the side characters like Lewis Tully and Janine have like great, great chemistry and great parts in this as well. Where they're not like say, like afterthoughts or just things that's being tacked on, but like rather than jumping straight to like their their elements. But even um like Dana, like Sigourney Weaver's not just like say. Bill Murray's side piece in this one as well. Yeah, she's her own. She's her own person, um, and she's and she believes as well because she's lived through it. Um, but what a one eighty on the character of Janine from the first one to the second one. Yes, like complete one eighty turn. Like, and there's no explanation for it. She's so- gone from absolutely adoring Egon and wearing like grandma cardigans and big ass glasses to then being this absolute. Vixen with oh, that okay. bright orange hair. Yep, like I say, redheads always like I say had problems for me. So uh... I mean, it's Annie Potts. I'm never <laughs> going to argue with anything that Annie Potts does. But I just thought, what a choice! But not a choice that I was like, mm-hmm. I, like I didn't care. Like that, that they'd made that transition with Janine because mm-hmm. it was fun. But it did matter that my now my action figures did not match because <laughs> <laughs> Janine had brown hair as my action figures. Uh, the cartoon, like, she was a redhead in the cartoon, though, as well, wasn't she? Oh, probably. That's probably where it's come from. Oh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I maybe Annie just wasn't feeling it and wanted to change it up and that's uh, a, power to her. That's probably the sad thing. So, like, say I'm looking at me uh, Ghostbuster figures as well. I don't actually have, uh, like, say a Janine figure. No, it's sad that she's not. Oh my god, I can see Elvira one though. Sorry, Elvi- <laughs> so, say, I can see Elvira one. Yeah, Elvira's in the bedroom. She's there underneath the Cheshire cat. Oh no, that's not Elvira. That's just a fungal. 
I've got the actual figure in. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Getting sidetracked by Elvira. It's fine. I just, the the tits will do it to anyone. <laughs> I see the air. The ghost with the horse. The most with oh, I can't even talk. What is the matter with me today? Right. Mm-hmm. Where are we? What happened? So, yeah. So, basically, uh, Venkman's found out about uh, who they are investigating. So, they go over to oh, meet yeah. uh, Dana's house. Dana tries to shut the door and Venkman kind of sl- slimes his way in. Uh, <laughs> and just acts, acts basically the Bill Murray type goat, like being all slimy, um, like trying to uh, be all flirty and stuff like that. But uh, Dana's not having none of his bullshit this time and puts him in his places and stuff like that. And I think the reference to ball and chain gets used at this point as well. Yeah. So this kind of reference to how their relationship was going. She obviously wanted more and he couldn't commit to it. So mm-hmm. she moved on. Um, but have you noticed the the chemistry, the spark, the the light is is still there? Yes. Like from the second they are with each other, it's mm-hmm. not something that builds. It's just there instantly, and they act like no time has passed between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I and fall, love that. Fall back into same roles and same like mm-hmm. I was going to say same positions, but that happens a bit later on. But. <laughs> 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 But, and the way he is with the baby as well. Yeah, because some I, men could be like mm. really hacked off with that. Like she didn't just move on; mm. she moved on, got in, and had a baby. Yeah, but that's I think that's what kind of like drew is why I liked uh, Venkman more in this one because mm-hmm. again, he's as you said, he's always going to be that like carny type folk, like the side act, the mm-hmm. the person who's like pulling the fast one but this one it kind of showed a little bit of a softer side especially with with the little one mm-hmm. like when he's calling them oscar and saying oh you're named after a hot dog and stuff like that you're <laughs> oh you're a poor man <laughs> <laughs> but and kind of like they've just bonding with them um like and even when they go to the apartment and stuff like that they are like there's there's something like a connection with all mm-hmm. three and it's almost like the regrets is probably still there and stuff like that. And it's, it comes through like quite evidently as well. Especially in, I don't know if it's in this scene or later on where he says, I could have been your dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but you're not. <laughs> yes. So I think, because in the first film, she was uh, an obelisk or a cellist. Wa- yeah. Let's let, let's just delve into the career of Dana Barrett because it's very sketchy because she plays the cello. She's a celloist mm. in an orchestra mm. in the first one. And then all of a sudden she's now an art cleaner. Cur- art curator or something. I'd like Ma- to say a curator. Michaela's an art curator. Right. And that is not what she does. <laughs> She, uh, she was uh, cleaning up art. As like a restorer or something like that. Yes, restoration. restoration. Restoration, that's the word. Yeah. Yes. And because this is where they start going to investigate. So they inve- investigate the kid, they investigate the house, and everything mm-hmm. seems fine. They go to the street where like the the carriage, like the, the buggy goes like on a walkabout and they locate <gasps> little elements of slime. And they start digging the street of them. Oh my gosh. No, that happened. Does not happen a bit later after because basically, because I'm no, sure they they're... start digging the street as soon as they see the slime, they start digging the street up. No, because that that's when Venkman and uh, thing is on a date, isn't it? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. The, the street is already dug up, so they dig. They start in the hole. Right. Okay. Um, that's that they go back in there later on, but before mm-hmm. that gets to that bit, while we're still in Dana's apartment, mm-hmm. one of the most 
and I didn't know this until I watched a documentary on Ghostbusters fans, but the scene where Egon is talking about having a slinky. Right. And he said, I had part of a slinky, but I straightened it. <laughs> Do you, his daughter did an interview for that documentary and she said, the amount of slinkies he got sent to him <laughs> was ridiculous. She said because it always was like a, a lost childhood. Right. Because he straightened his slinky. Like everyone had a slinky. I had a slinky. Um, did you straighten then, it though? Did you straighten it? I did not. I did not. I used to get annoyed at it, but I didn't straighten <laughs> it. Um, and then someone sent him a golden one, which she right. has cased. All right, and she has on display, and I just thought that was so lovely and so something that I didn't. I like, I never put together this. There's certain things that Ghostbusters fans pick up, pick up, and mm-hmm. they really latch onto in like the most loving way. The Slinky's one of them, and the Crunch Bar. Mm-hmm. This that that's from in the pocket of um Bill Murray of um Pete in the first one. Yeah, was it or was it Ray? I can never remember, but yeah, I love the fact that they hold on to like. Mm-hmm. Those little moments. That's what makes things special for them is the little bit. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it I just remember it stuck out. His daughter has a book out mm-hmm. about uh the life of her father. It is a bit of a this is a tiny bit expensive, but apparently very, very much worth the read. Oh cool. Like I say, I'll keep an eye on. Um but yes, so yeah, the, so they start the excavation. So they start the street, yeah. So they start digging the street up, and this is where, because Ray is dig, no, Egon is digging the street up while them two have gone to get coffee, and he's like, I'm digging a street up by myself. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> kicking right off. And then the police come by, and Bill Murray, as, or Pete Venkman, sorry, as he does, bullshits his way out of it to say that he's there to do a job, leave me to do my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they, they convince Ray to go down the hall. Right. And Ray stupidly does. <laughs> somebody's got to go down there. Yep, somebody's got to go down there. <laughs> um, but while Ray is down there, and he, he he's going down and he goes into a chamber, which is our picture, background picture, where mm-hmm. he sees a tunnel that has, mm-hmm. a, it's a tra- old train track tunnel, and he sees the river of slime. Mm-hmm. And while he's getting agitated, which is something I never picked up until later, while he's getting agitated because nobody's pulling him up, the slime starts to attack him. Yeah. Because obviously he's getting angry. <laughs> it doesn't attack him until he starts getting angry and getting agitated. All right. Very he cool. Manages to get, he manages to grab it with no, because he's nice and calm. He mm-hmm. manages to get a sample of it. But when he's saying, pull me up, and he's getting more and more angry, the slime starts to come out and tries to grab him. Ah, right. I never got that element, no, but it's quite a quite an interesting take on that, so yes. Um... I really have just thought about that as we were talking, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, while all that's going on, the policeman, the nosy policeman that he is, went and grabbed a builder who mm-hmm. said, you, were not, you don't have a permit, you're not meant to be down there. Right, yeah. And this this starts... The greatest scene of this film, the court case. And just before we start that court case, mm-hmm. I might have a clip. <laughs> so this, hopefully, this works. So yes, so when they get taken to court, this is where we introduce to the Scaleri brothers, isn't it? The Scaleri brothers, friends of yours. Cool. So I'll see. I'm gonna finish out. it. They tried him for murder. Gave him yeah. the chair. Yes. So. It's- when they're getting sentenced and they've got a pot of slime there as well. 
And it's and as everyone's getting angry, as he's getting angry, so is that pot of slime. Um, I love this. It's my favorite scene, of, like of the whole film. I love this bit. I love, oh, there it is. See <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Egon so Spengler, Ray stands. Pete Bankman, stand yeah. up. You too, uh, Mr. Tully. <laughs> I can't hear it, by the way. <laughs> I just know it off my heart. I think you're a few be- a few seconds behind. I am. But um, yeah, this is when they're discovering that it's emotion that's causing the slime as well. Yeah. Um, if it sounds like I'm talking loud, it's because the sound. It's because he can hear it. <laughs> but yes, but this uh-huh. bit is absolutely amazing as well. But be quiet. <laughs> Oh. I can't hear it either, though. I've got it turned off. <laughs> and have you burn at the stake? <laughs> Love it. Well, yes. Um, uh, and when that comes up as well, like say, and you see the actual reactions of ghosts, but the worst, the, the worst idea ever is having Louis Louis Tully as an actual oh, uh, lawyer. lawyer. Just makes no sense at all. Literally at all. <laughs> oh, I love this bit. The Scalari brothers. <laughs> and as Kelly just points out, how does not no, no one notice the wind? <laughs> well, he's in one. Like, he's proper on a roll, isn't he? Like, that speech is brilliant. But I love that court scene from start to finish. Even though, because at the end, it kicks in with, um, oh, gosh, what does Bill Murray say? What's okay. the end bit where Bill Murray kicks the door in and... The reporters oh, are all standing outside. Oh, we're back. And then Ray goes, we're back. Yeah, it's something like that. I love mm-hmm. all of that. I've got yeah. the speech from the judge in my head, which is why I can't get out of it. But that's, but that's when they get, um, like, one thing Ghostbusters does up there with some of the best movies out there, like Rocky and stuff like that, the best montages. Like, yes. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 love a montage. Especially with the mute soundtrack kicking in, and when you're hearing and you're seeing them going all through the ghost traps, and uh, this is where you see all the new gadgets and stuff that they're the kind of developing as well. But isn't it amazing that there's been no ghosties since mm-hmm. now they're all back? <laughs> <laughs> now they're all there, they've all come back. Now, is that because they've unleashed something by going into that tunnel? The ooze is, you know. Well, because they said that it was just a build-up, wasn't it? A build-up of negative, toxic energy, which, uh, like I say, mm. a lot of fandoms have to be careful of. Because <laughs> look what happens. <laughs> yes, you bring back some ghost things and scary things. But <laughs> um, it's it's about now that, like I say, either just before or just after the montage where we do get introduced to the the main villain of the piece. And I'll, I'll just bring yeah, up an image. We, I think we might see him yeah. after yeah. the montage. Yeah. Or we've or we've already seen him when they've been to the when they went to Dana's workplace to look mm-hmm. around. Just look at that handsome face. Anyone who's watching online, uh, so you can see a picture. It looks how beautiful that man is. Hi, <laughs> <I> Vigo. <laughs> so he's looking in your soul. See if he's flashing up there. Ah, he's coming to get you. <laughs> he is terrifying, and I always thought for the longest time that it was him from Highland. <laughs> But it is not, is it? No, no. I can't remember the actor who plays him. Um, but... It doesn't have him credited on... <laughs> on... Um, what do you call... Oh, no. Uh, it is Willem von Homburg as Viggo oh, the Carpathian, right. um, who was a German boxer. Mm-hmm. He's in Die Hard. Mm-hmm. He's one of the henchmen in Die Hard. That's oh, really, right. That's 
one of his credits. Um, but yeah, Vigo the Carpathian. Um, mm-hmm. Full name, Prince Vigo. Von, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> say that, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to try. But yeah, Vigo is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But yes, and I think this is the time when like they go and visit Dana at, at, the, at the work as well. And that's when they start irritating like uh, Janosch, yeah, and, and, and saying because uh, Janosch has been possessed now by Vigo. Um, yeah, that was the one thing we forgot to mention that Vigo possesses people. <laughs> um, also, I did not know that Max van Sauden did the voice of Vigo. Wow, uh, thank you, Lee. I generally didn't know that. So keep an eye out. Vigo might pop up on this on the stream at any time to to possess get you. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Nicole>, get you. <ya. laughs> Hopefully, scares a few people there. <laughs> Yeah, so at some point we have been introduced to Vigo. Don't mm. know, it's probably before the court case because the court case is the montage and then it's Dana's apartment with the... Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Lee's just pointed a good good little thing saying uh, Willem stormed out with the, the premiere when he saw his voice had been replaced. So it, 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 baby. It, Can he shit you though to not be told about it though? They did it with um, Darth Vader as well, the yeah. actor. Yeah, they did it with Darth David Vader. Yeah, they did it with him as well. They didn't tell him. It is a really shitty thing to do. Mm. Especially if you think getting all excited. To... But you can understand, like I say, they're trying to be all... If if, if they could have done, like as I said, a, bar- a Dark Knight return- uh, Rises and just do, <laughs> like, do an unrecognisable voice that you can't really hear that much. <laughs> or he could have had a Phoebe moment and be like, what, what could the other person have looked like in order for... Mm-hmm. them to use Phoebe as the face and someone else as the voice. <laughs> yeah. oh, bless. That, that's a good, good point of view. But yes. Um, so then, as I said, we're moving through and we're getting starting, like the pieces are starting to come together for the puzzle. Like mm-hmm. what like what the film is going to be about and what, like, what the bad guys, who the good guys were. Well, we always knew who the good guys were. But, and like, it starts leading into what Vigo wants. It's so before the court case, that's when you have the scene between Janos and when he possesses Janos and you mm. know, I need a child so I can live again. And mm. um, that all happens there. So you realise that at mm. that point they're after the baby. It's yes. not Dana this time. Mm. It's the mm. baby. And um, so yeah, that happens before they dig the road up in the court case. Um and I th- I don't think is he possessed at the point of where they go in yes, to see him for the first time? Because, um, like, uh, Bill, because, uh, uh, I can't call him Bill, sorry. Uh, Venkman's going up and saying, oh, we'll, we'll touch up here, we'll touch up here, we'll we'll make him smile and stuff mm-hmm. like he needs. Like, and that's when Ray's taking photographs. Yes. And, that's, and then Ray has, like, a little like, moment, moment, doesn't where, he? Where he just looks like a kind of... I possessed and uh, like Vicken goes there, uh, Vigo, 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 who's a, do- a bad doggy or something like that? Is who's that a, a bad monkey? monkey. That's, That's it, Ram. But yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the the reason why they got arrested for him went to court, we forgot to mention, is they actually had a massive power cut in New York because of them. <laughs> <laughs> Rain knocked a power line out. Definitely. Um, so after the montage, the brilliant montage, um, it, we are back in Dana's apartment where the bathtub scene happens. Right, okay, and that terrified me as a kid when it when it came alive and yeah. like, I was like trying to take take the Oscar away type thing, and that's when um, she goes to old Venkman for support. Yeah, banging on Venkman's door mm-hmm. in his lovely apartment. I quite yeah. liked it. 
but everything about Venkman in this scene was just well done. Um, mm-hmm. you, you expected basically um him to be a bit douchey and stuff like that, but he was welcoming. He made like the, the usual jokes and the comments that he normally does, mm-hmm. which you kind of expect. expect. Um, but then, like, say his interactions with like Oscar and stuff like that when he's putting the t- like the baseball, t- uh, not the baseball, like the football jersey on him, the and jersey like on him, and he also one of the most underrated jokes comes out of this scene when she says, "Do you want to put him down?" He goes, "You, you, something. You're short. You're ugly, and you're a real burden to your mother." And I never got that joke at all. I, did, I generally it wasn't until a few years ago I was watching it back and I was like, oh my god, I get it now. <laughs> oh dear. It's a very underrated joke. It's one of those ones that just pass you by that you mm-hmm. don't really think of, but it, I find it now I find it hilarious when I hear it. <laughs> I can't but remember I... the beginning of it, but I know he says, and you're a real burden to your old mother. <laughs> No, I think you're right. I think he does go, you're short, uh, you're, uh, you're stumpy or you're chubby or something like oh, that. Oh, your belly button sticks out too much. That's yes. it. But there's all different, like I said, there's a lot of humour in Ghostbusters, and especially Ghostbusters 1 and 2. That's for kids and that's for adults as well. Mm-hmm. But it does have like that that feeling that was very much of the time, like say, especially yeah. with the 80s coming about. There was a lot of stuff in the movie that you probably couldn't get away with at this time, like say with the rating that they probably's got mm. as well. Though that that's the thing, especially like say with the language you used. There was like see when you watch it back, there's a lot of swearing in Ghostbusters one and two, and like I've seen people walking around with cigarettes in your mouth. Again, that doesn't sound weird, but but it's not something you, you've seen it. You don't see it in TV shows and movies and stuff because it affects what? the rating a lot as well. Which well, even surprising. cigarettes, cigarettes, yeah, because. Um, you see, you didn't see Matt Ryan in the Constantine films with a cigarette in the TV oh, show. Oh, okay. Do you know what? Never even thought of it. Never like. Mm-hmm. Okay, they should have just done it. That show was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just let him do it. Yes, but um, there's so many different like elements and like gags in this one as well. And this mm-hmm. is when, uh, as you said, uh, Ray Winston and. Uh, Egon starts, uh, like, say, going in the sewers and investigating the sewers as well. Yeah, so I think he gets. Hang on, so oh god, the engineers just showed up. Answer, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters tell the mayor. Oh, they've got obviously the mayor's involved. Yeah, the mayor of New York is involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. Keep talking. I'll be two seconds. <laughs> no, certainly. So yes, like with. Different elements of this, like I said, the thing that I always kind of um, got freaked out by as well was like the look and the color and the texture of the slime. Um, I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but it just it felt icky. I know it's going to sound like it's such a a weird thing to say when um, I think it was in the toast a bit as well when the like talking to the slime and finding out how to get the slime to react, like from either being angry to it, being nice to it, it, it kind of grows as well, especially, um, but the hilarity part is when they put the slime in the toaster and the toaster starts to dance and then Bill Murray's, um, like I say, Venkman gets all excited and starts hugging the toaster saying, you're my new best friend, I'm, I'm going to give you a gift to everyone. Um, I was just talking about the si- slime there, Sam. Oh, oh. Right. do you want to know why you want this for? Why? Because you wanted to know where my electric meter was. This right. is my husband who lives in this house. 
<laughs> well, you're the electric girl, so you should know. <laughs> so we're talking about slime. Yes. Um, I was talking about the slime because like, the element I f- we forgot to talk about was when um, they're talking about like how they found out like different emotions or different ways of talking to the slime reacts to it. Oh, that's right. And yes, you have like, because Ray and Egon spend a lot of time together with, in this film, don't they? Yes. And they have a lot of moments mm-hmm. with the slime, as you find out that Ray took it to bed. Yes. Or Egon did as well, didn't he? Because he went, you dirty dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> And oh. I didn't get I didn't get that joke when I was a kid. I got more when I was an adult. Yes. And Charlotte was very happy that you were wearing pants as well, Sam. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> um it's Friday tea time, Charlotte. Not Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually glad too, otherwise I would have had it like roll out on me. <laughs> I'll be rolled out. I I'm think I'll be t- crawled across the floor. <laughs> I'm not telling you where it is. I got no pants on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um ah. We are all the different, like we were saying about the slime as well, and how it made us feel really uncomfortable. Just yeah. look, look at the texture and, like, see the way it kind of um, is. But it must have been something of the 80s or the 90s as well, because people were obsessed with slime back then, because I'm sure this came out, then we had Turtles Secret of the Ooze as well. Uh, Such a good film. <laughs> Sorry, I really like that film. But you are right. Um, and it has to have, like, a bit of a comeback. Don't kids play with slime as, like, or it's like an anxiety thing now. Possibly it could be done, like they say, to help people. Whereas we just wanted to eat it. Yes. I, I wouldn't have eaten that one. No, definitely not the Ghostbusters one. I do remember having tubs of slime, but obviously Ghostbuster related tubs of slime. I, I think I got the Ghostbusters one because when you got Slimer, you got like, oh, I've been slimed. And you used to throw it at your dad's head and stuff like that. But then he used to get like bits of dust and stuff and he used to go all get. Uh, oh, yes. Um, my dad would probably just chuck it off my head. It wouldn't have been the other way around. <laughs> I'm not watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sliming you. I'm sliming your mother tonight. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. It's mom. not even Sunday. It's not even Sunday night. It's Friday afternoon. Yes, and we're talking about sliming each other's parents. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was I was going to... So where did we get up to in the film? Was it... Yes, so we're talking about... The, so they were going underground to try and investigate the like say the like the like where this slime had come from like say and see this river river sign because i think they investigate the photographs as well yeah the, the photographs photo- set on fire and we start to learn more about um mr mm. vigo the carpathian and all of his deadly deadly or deathly doings mm. um i do have his biography up in front of me actually Vigo the carpathian's one um, oh. it's horrific he was like he's very much um like, I would say, trying to think, Badly Impaler, that's yeah. who I'm thinking of. That's mm-hmm. the scope of where we are with um, how evil he was. And it does say on there that um, Vigo was based on Badly Impaler. <laughs> <laughs> and Rasputin as well. So right. it makes a lot of sense. Lee's impressed with me, Joke, so well done, Lee. <laughs> oh, well, Lee, you are very good at the, the pun jokes and the bad jokes as well. <laughs> <laughs> Believe Sammy's jokes, Sammy's mother's jokes to me. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Vigo sets the pictures on fire because they changed that. Now, them pictures freaked me out. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the faces on them. No, because what the I think when they were looking at it in the microscope, they saw the rivers of slime. 
So that was like saying, this is what we saw in the tunnels. That's what Rhea's saying, that's what I saw in the tunnels. And as I said, the, the photographs change and then the somebody's set on fire. Mm. And then, um, like I say, everyone comes in and freaks out because they're saying the chemicals and stuff, it, it's going to like erupt. And I think Winston comes in with a fire extinguisher, isn't it? Winston saves the day. Yes, he bashes that door down like the fucking hero that he is and mm-hmm. saves the day. Um, all in all, all while this is going on, at some point, wow, we're really bad at putting this film together. Like, um, <laughs> the, the like we've mentioned earlier, the mayor is obviously involved and mm-hmm. his little sidekick, who mm-hmm. is, oh gosh, I always remember him from um, Elvira. Mm-hmm. But he's also in scary movie as well. Um, I can't think of his name. The he's the one who gets them put in the asylum in the end. It's the first one he got to go into the asylum, isn't it? No, the first one they go to prison, and they yes. have the blueprints out. Ah, oh, right, yes. It's so the they... second one where they go to the asylum, right. and I can't think of Kurt Fuller. Kurt Fuller, that's it. He's mm-hmm. the he's the guy in scary movie, the police officer. Sydney, I would like you to have a look at these mugshots, please. Um, yeah, he is brilliant in this film. I love him. I love how how much he hates the Ghostbusters. So obviously, we hate him. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was this movie's Walter Peck, wasn't he? Um, yes, he was. Oh my god, I hate the fact that I have never put the the two and two together. I have never looked at the second one and goes, "Oh, that's a complete rip off of the first one." Now I'm seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like. There isn't a million different beats or changes to the film. This one, mm-hmm. there's a big bad guy that's bringing on the end of the world. Yeah, Ghostbusters are misunderstood, threat like frauds, um, kicked out of like say when the first one they were kicked out was like uh, the university. The second one, they were disbanded and like saying mm-hmm. um, like not allowed to practice. Um, basically, when they're in court as well, it's basically saying they're using stuff illegally that they weren't allowed to use anymore. So that's like say one of the things that kind of changed, but um, yeah. So basically, the go because I'm sure, like say when right, yes. Because I think what we're back on track. So what happens is they're they're in the tunnel. Uh-huh. Like say the three of them because Venkman takes Dana on a date because he's wormed his way back into her pants there. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, and Lewis Tully and. Um, Janine's have, having a smooch fest on the sofa, but yeah. the Ghostbusters, like I say, go under the tunnel and, like I say, the, the, that's when Winston gets freaked out when a, a ghost train nearly takes him out. Um, oh my God, it's not just a ghost, it's not just, I love this scene so much, Winston. <laughs> so the... Me and my old friends used to do that <laughs> constantly. Definitely. Um, and yeah, so then basically they fall into the river of slime uh, at some point. I can't remember how. They basically just it 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 happens naturally from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Because oh, do we do we see it? I don't. Do we see it? Yeah, because one of them gets pulled in, and then, oh, that's then, right. Then, and then, then the, the other, other two yeah, jump yeah. in. Then then and basically the the covered in slime, and then they're getting more and more angry with each other. And they're almost like like having a big fight. And they said, we've got to get the slime off. So then they do a big strip. And we're all wearing like uh, long johns in the middle of New York City. Um, (laughs) And they they kind of then go into like the restaurant where Venkman and Dana's having their nice meal. Let's just go back to the fight scene. The the fight talk. (laughs) I'll punch your lights out. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so funny. It's like it's like nerd fighting. Like it's hilarious. Um, and I love when after and Winston really like gets his moment in this whole scene, like with the train and um, with the fight scene, like even going into the restaurant where he finds him and he runs up, he goes and says, like, I love what we get in Winston in this bit. I love it. And they've still got it covered with a little bit of slime as well. So, because one of them, like, I think, is it Winston or uh, Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, and he flicks his arm back. And the person he hits is self-proclaimed king of the ghost heads, Peter Mosen. He is the guy who started the official fan club of Ghostbusters. Oh, very cool. I didn't so know that. So that is Pete, the guy who is sitting behind them. Mm-hmm. You can see him directly is Peter Morrison. And cool. anyone who watches, well, watches Ghost Heads, you will know that. <laughs> so I, I always laugh at that point as well, because you see him just slapping someone's face. And then uh, the restaurateur says, you're going to have to leave and they get kicked out of the house and stuff like that. And that's when they come like again, one of the most scary parts of the movie is yeah. when we get like Nat Janosch as super grand, uh, with who's like all of a sudden can fly and um, like yeah. with his possession and it's, got stretchy it, arms and stuff like that. It's a terrifying look for him. Um, but before that, the Ghostbusters go down, go downtown, um, mm. and because Lois and Janina babysitting the baby. Yeah. Um, the, even though Pete wasn't with them, mm-hmm. he still goes downtown. He still gets arrested. And mm-hmm. just the mayor's right-hand man, Kurt Fuller, Kurt, what's his face, gets them thrown in an asylum. Because they said they're going to go to the press. Yes. Mm-hmm. Times right. Square, so. Times Slayer. Yeah, so the same, talking about different like uh, headlines that was going to be. And he says, oh, if... Like say if we'll do an interview, we'll come this way, and he gets them all like, uh, kind of like, um, how do how do you say it now? It's it's like not locked up, but it's oh, like I was going to say locked up. It's like certified or something like that. Um, I can't remember the pronunciation. It's a, I like certified. We'll go with that. <laughs> so then they got like like set up in the like asylum as the insane because all after they would say why you want these people locked up and they're going well let's talk about ghosts and as soon as they start talking about ghosts they just go okay and then they start yeah. getting their, their... I think they said something along the lines of and I could be wrong and I imagine Lee's going to point it out to us um, a threat to the mayor or something mm-hmm. like that the, that's that was the connection between him and something like that I mm-hmm. could be wrong certainly but sectioned once... Section, that's the word. Thanks, yes, Kelly. <laughs> but yes, so that's what they were looking to do, get them sectioned. And as soon as basically they get locked up, the whole the world comes to part. That, that's when we get some of the most amazing scenes, like the Titanic finally shown. And we've got, is it Cheech or Chong? That's, it's that's, Chong. Chong. That's, I love that's... the phone call. Hey, I think the Titanic just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that scene so much. But the scene with the lady in the fur coat where it comes alive. Yeah. That was filmed for the first one. Right. That was was not filmed for the second one. All right. She was meant to be in the first one. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So. But I hate the fact that that coat came alive. Like, hated it. <laughs> well, that's, and, and Slimer returns as well. That's how we get the, the reinvamped new Slimer. Yes. But it's very, isn't it very subtle? Like, he's, he just, he's just there. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we get to see Slimer again. Definitely. And 
that's when, like, as I said, the the world goes to pot and no one knows what they're going to do. Like, uh, Dana's a mess because Oscar's been abducted by the flying super grand that is Janos. Uh, in in quite the most disturbing scenes as well, like especially when mm-hmm. uh, Oscar's walking along, um, like say the building edge, and you like it's almost like uh, labyrinth style with uh with the baby from labyrinth that just walking along and following the crystal ball. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, that always scared the fuck out of me as a kid as well. Like say a proper put the shits up as, um, but uh, it's just the hilarity part. Then when the mayor says. Um, get the Ghostbusters, and you can see the sniveling little toad like panicking, saying, "I can't. Why? Because um, he's had them sectioned." <laughs> and you, oh, you know, he fires him. Mm-hmm. You're fired. Get out of here! Somebody get me the Ghostbusters. That's it. Because he opens up the blinds, doesn't he? And mm-hmm. someone says, "You got to have a look at this." And someone, no, that's it. The mayor walks in. I love this. I love what the mayor says. The mayor walks in and says, I have just been on the phone with such and such, and he has been dead for 20 something years. Mm-hmm. Now, what the hell is going on here? And they say, like, oh, the Ghostbusters, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, where are they? They're sectioned. Then he absolutely boots off, fires them, and then they look mm-hmm. out the window. And I don't know if they see the Titanic or the sea. Is it the guests? I don't. They see something. No, no. The mayor. When the mayor looks out the window, they see uh, the 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 ooze over the over the. That's it. That's over it. The and that's when he says, "Now somebody get me the Ghostbusters." Yes, and that's when, like as I say, the the, the soundtrack always kicks in. And you get the good, the, the decent beats because the Ghostbusters are coming back in town to kick kick some ass. It's uh, the sirens that get me that are going off around as it's happening, and they're talking away like. Cool as fuck. I love that. <laughs> but what I love about this as well, they have like almost like a feeling moment because they they rock up thinking they're going to be like be the shits and basically uh, start firing the proton packs at the ooze and fuck all happens. And they're like, we don't know what to do here. There's too much negativity. There's too much anger. And this was on uh, New Year's Eve, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, and you can't go and tell a bunch of a lot of New Yorkers. Just to be nice to each other. I think the man makes that point. It's so like we can't mm-hmm. just all be all nicey nice. We are New York, like making the point that New Yorkers are dickheads. And yeah. I don't believe that to be true in the slightest. I do. <laughs> I'm just covering ground. We might have. I saw how many people listen to us in America. I'm just making sure we're not offending anyone. Beautiful. <laughs> ah, um, but yes. So then you get all the in jokes and everything and that. And then I say we need something pure. We need something with hope. And then they look down at the taxi cab and see the image of uh, Lady Liberty. And we get the amazing scene um, like, like we had on at the start of the podcast with Jackie Wilson lifting me higher. And again, if you want an iconic scene that cannot be beaten, because mm-hmm. again, when you talk about Ghostbusters, there's, there's things that people always bring straight to mind. The Staple Marshmallow, um, like I say, the Terror Dogs, like say Slimer, like say them things are iconic. Ghostbusters too. The one thing that anyone can remember and always sing is the Statue of Liberty walking down yeah. the street. And and as we were laughing about when we come, before we went live, is basically how people weren't freaked out by this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I pointed that out when I was when we were watching. I was like, it's really funny that they're all laughing and like carrying like. But if that happened in real life. And she just got up and started walking about. They would shit 
themselves. Um, I always remember having a book on because I'm like, a, a, like I love. Like I've talked about this a billion times before, but I love horror makeup. I love practical effects. I love facts about films. Like I used to have an Alfred Hitchcock one on just uh, Psycho on how he made Psycho. Um, but I also had a Ghostbusters one on how they made Ghostbusters two. Right. And how they did the uh, Statue of Liberty moving. And mm. I'm sure if my memory serves me right, and Lee, I know you will correct me, um, <laughs> I'm sure it was an inflatable. Right, all right. I think she was an inflatable. There was model parts used, uh, green screen effects, obviously for the head, and mm-hmm. um, where you see them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe she is model and inflatable. I just love the fact that they went through, like, say, the like the sea, the river, and then she got out the other side and she was born dry. <laughs> there was oh, a... yeah, that's right. She did not have one inch of water on it. Oh, you've just ruined it. You broke the magic. <laughs> the magic, yes. Um, but, like I said, that track as well, like I said, lifting me higher. It's I just... love that song. I have a movie sa- tra- soundtrack in my car. Mm-hmm. And that is like on there. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same as Lee. I thought it was going to be like a, an actress in a tiny city, like a little bit how they done Step Up. Yeah, um, it was ex- not. Yeah, she was. Uh, it was. She was definitely inflatable because you can see it when her feet move. There's like a cushion to it, just a tiny cushion to it. And um, mm-hmm. but she's part model as well. She was about that big. Yeah, I loved it when they crushed the car and like say they were making the jokes about it. But it's just like. The technology, like say the the logic behind it, was so ridiculous because the premise was that they filled this um it, with the the good slime, like mm-hmm. the the positive slime type thing. They charged it with positive energy. With energy, yeah, and then they controlled it with the old Nintendo controller pad. Well, yeah. But how <laughs> how how does <laughs> the wiring and like say pressing this button moves this foot pressing. This button it's... moves upward. How does the logic work in that? It doesn't. It's called movie magic and things that you just <laughs> like. My dad would say, you "Just don't question them." Saying that the one question, like, say, how the electronically side would work on a walking Statue of Liberty on a film about ghosts. So again, logic exactly. kind of goes out the window. Exactly. But... That's my my dad always says. There's some things you don't need to question, and mm-hmm. that will be one of them. It's just movie magic. It just happens. Yes. <laughs> And this is the only thing that kind of, again, I love this movie. I, I don't want to say any bad things about it, but the whole, like saying, oh, the power of positivity can like win over and stuff like that was just a little bit too cheesy for my liking and, and aspects and stuff like that. I uh, loved it. <laughs> but uh, I'd say getting the whole Statue of Liberty and saying, let's smash through the roof and come down in wires. It was beautifully done and well played. Um, and then we got the big scary face off of Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. Um, I was about to say something, and then Lee's comment is completely throwing me off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go into it. I'll probably remember at some point. Oh yeah, Lewis. At this point, is like he's going to go and be a Ghostbuster. Like yes, yeah. so apparently this was a running thing throughout the film. So this is why everyone acts a little bit strange as to why now. But mm-hmm. apparently through the film there was going to be scenes set up that 
Lois was was in was in practice to becoming a Ghostbuster. One of them scenes is where he and they kept this one in is where he sees um, Slimer eating his dinner, mm-hmm. and it was going to be a running joke that Slimer was going to be the one that he had to catch in order to become a Ghostbuster. Right. <laughs> and they, yes, but they kept that one in there because they thought it was hilarious. Oh my God, we stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that caught us that time. <laughs> yeah, so that was, and that was going to be the running joke because I always thought it was a little bit strange that out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Lewis now wants to be a Ghostbuster. I didn't care. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. generally didn't care, but it was a bit, okay. <laughs> Choices. <laughs> To be fair, it was probably just showing off for Janine, though, as well, though. That's the thing. Because um, she uh, that relationship shouldn't work. Because, like, even, like, from everything you... Even in Afterlife, kind of Janine hints that she had, like, a crush on Egon as well. Well, she has that in the first one. She's yeah. all over him in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, she does not leave him alone. There's a point where she cuddles him and he doesn't even ask for it. To be fair, though, like I say, there's nothing wrong with being sexual positive. So that is very <laughs> that, true. That, that girl like wanted to get get around and have have a bit of fun, so I can't really complain about too much. Like I say, I just wish I was of age and of her time to to help the girl out. That's all. Oh, <laughs> um, Kelly, I don't know if Oscar is still ugly because he's an adult now, and I don't know though he was a twin as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one twin, twin died. Yeah. yeah. Was, 2017 or something. Very sad. Yes. So there's the more 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 pleasurey part of the <laughs> the episode. Has to be done. Like, I have to point it out. Yeah. I could have done it with the um with the judge earlier. He's dead. Mm, definitely. But the the ending was always a little bit like anticlimactic with the big battle. Like, say you didn't feel like I got the same type of like final that you got with Gozer and like I say as the big standoff because mm. when Vigo kicks off he just kind of like comes out the paint and and like zaps things and like as you said it gives them electric shock then suddenly they can't walk and then they get attacked by bloody pipes from the the sailing or something that wraps around them and suddenly they can't get out and and stuff like yeah. that yeah then they have the most shoddiest CGI where they try and do the whole Vigo into the baby types thing, and it kind of oh, and that the, the, the face over the the baby, and oh, it's like it's it's not good because two of the it's like they are not good looking people, baby no. and adult. <laughs> so it's not a good look. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Like, I I would never shit on this film, but when you are comparing the first end one to the mm-hmm. second end one mm-hmm. it doesn't quite have it like they could have done so much more if Vigo can come out the picture mm-hmm. what else can he do yeah like show us mm-hmm. why why he is as badass as what you see <laughs> so- to be fair though like the big because like when the this like the star fighting back and um like say the the power of positivity when like everyone's singing old young Lang's eye and that's where like say the powers are starting to win and then that's where the Ghostbusters can start moving again and start mm-hmm. wiggling stuff um they basically um start firing and he goes back into the uh, the the painting as well yeah and then we do get the truly horrifying aspect of the movie is when Ray um <gasps> looks in the into the the painting and he possesses Ray and you get this uh, kind of Dan Aykroyd, Vigo, pig, monster, monkey. Yeah, you like, like, it's just, it's, what is it? Yeah. He looks like a potato. 
I Ray Vigo, Charulius. Get him. Get a picture there. Bear with me. He looks uh, like a potato. Lee, doesn't he look like a potato? Because <laughs> I did not realize how much of a fan Lee was. <laughs> <laughs> he said earlier that he was. He doesn't like this one because it scares him too much. <laughs> oh well, that can't be helping with that Vigo picture. Keep popping up all the time. <laughs> I've got a picture of the rear one, which again, it's bizarre. So two seconds. I'll see if I can get this one to come up. You sounded like me there. It's bizarre. <laughs> it is just out there, crazy. It looks That's... like a, it looks like a potato with with something on. I, I can something on top of his head. <laughs> What's he got on top of his head? <laughs> I don't know. Potato. More, more potatoes. Right, let's see if this works. Oh, no, please don't show it. All right, okay, that's what scares Lee. <laughs> it's that picture. <laughs> that one, that just one. It, it still horrifies me. That is what scares Lee. <laughs> let's have a quick look, see if I can find it. Uh, Rear. Rear Vigo crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Vigo shall rule the earth. Yeah, so he's on there now, so he's looking all like potato head and stuff. Just like look that. like a potato head. Yeah, let's see if I can zoom in as well. Look at the textures. Like where why is his ears on like the top top of his head? It's he's not just... shown on the screen yet. Oh, there's oh. a delay, isn't there? Hang on. Yeah. There's a delay. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, there it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, look at that. Yeah, so why is like say his ears up there and it just doesn't make sense. It's some kind of like morphed, like monster or something. It like looks that. like a kidney bean has been attached to the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot remember real looking like that. <laughs> it's interesting choice for the movie, shall we say. He does but... look like a potato. <laughs> but... um, it's I can't remember him looking like that. I, rem- I just remember him being in the picture mm-hmm. and his eyes like glowing red and obviously like the potato looking around him um, and the little red things I, that I only can assume are his ears um, and then them being zapped, like mm-hmm. sprayed until yes. he's blown up in his picture. But then, like say, Janish and Vigo and Rhea, sorry, both get zapped with a good slime. And you the- see Rhea leave the picture as well, which I thought was a great touch because, like, it makes you know that Rhea actually did go in the picture. I know that seems silly, but it's it's a, a good way of showing you. Rhea, you can see Rhea leaving the picture and landing on the floor, mm-hmm. which I thought was a good touch. And then Lewis gets his own hero moment as well <laughs> because he's like, I'm a Ghostbuster. And like everyone moves out the way and he shoots it. And basically, just out of coincidential timing and everything, yeah, it kind of leads up to, um, like I say, the dome of the slime dome kind of being lifted and everything. And everyone thinks he's a big hero and he kind of gets his hero moment. And I'm then. A Ghostbuster. And then Ray and uh, Yanish have their own little chemistry as they're saying, you're a really nice guy. I like you. And like being all buddy I and stuff. I love of... you too. Because <laughs> <laughs> the drunk on there, the drunk on positivity. And it's the whole, oh, I love you, man. <laughs> I, and I love the way he said, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> My little friend. And then we get probably one of the more beautiful but bizarre scenes as well. I and really so... need this picture though. I'll see if I can find that picture for you. Bear with me. I really need this picture in my life because it's a it use. It was back. It was on the book that I had of the make, and it was like the back picture. Mm-hmm. 
I did have a lot of books on. It's amazing how much I love like practical effects and makeup and had a lot of books on the hows and what's and how movies were made, yet have actually no practical skills with my hands. Like I can't <laughs> sew, I can't like crochet, which I tried, baking, like I can't bake or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing how these books did not help me in that way. Definitely. So just to get it up on the screen, so I'll, I'll make it a full picture as well. Oh, my God, it, Lee. Because it, it is absolutely beautiful there. Lee just says, I don't think it's time, and I think everyone outside seeing him gave them hope and charged positive energy as well. Oh, <laughs> yes. It was luck. It was damn luck, Lee. Don't you give Lewis any joy. <laughs> you've literally covered your face with the... Oh, you've covered us both. Yes. I love that picture so much. But why does it... I, I know... Like I say, the, the fix everything, it's all positive. But why? <laughs> because you need it's a positive outcome of the picture that was unpositive. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So is this now possessed with the souls of the Ghostbusters? <laughs> Maybe we'll find out in Ghostbusters 2. After yeah. the, I, I know it's not Ghostbusters 2, but you know what, the one after Afterlife. I think they're um, doing, it's called Firehouse or something, isn't it? That's, is it? I think that's the name or the working title. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's going to be next year. But if they are using imagine if they've got that painting in the firehouse on the back wall or something like that. <laughs> I, I imagine with it being like the second instalment of the new mm-hmm. the new, the new time around, mm-hmm. um, I imagine it's going to be in there somewhere. Has to be. But I don't think that one will be very as fan-serviced as what we got on the other one. But that's a podcast for another time. No, no, but I think, like, say, they have to bring, like, some the characters back. Like, Phoebe has to return. I wouldn't mind Paul Rudd returning as well, because I, I thought he was entertaining yeah. as well. I think but... we'll get a, a majority of, like, mm-hmm. uh, of who we got in the first one, because we. I would not be angry if um the girl and Trevor weren't in it. Mm-hmm. Like, a uh, Finn Wolfhard type thing. Like, yeah. maybe go, him going off to uni or something. Yeah, just fuck uh, off. Go and do strange things. Like, it's okay. <laughs> As long as I bring back podcast as well. Logan Kim is like the most loveliest little kid ever. He's not a kid anymore now. If you look <laughs> at him now, he's turning he's turning into a person. He's not small anymore. <laughs> it's so crazy then, how much time's gone by. Yeah. So then, as I said, when we're finished with that, that picture, that's kind of like the ending towards Ghostbusters. And we know we had years and years of turmoil and uh, trouble within the Ghostbuster family for many moons which was quite sad and it did take a lot of things uh to try and rectify but we kind of got that as i said with um afterlife which was a very again not a full stop but like a full more more, like i say end of the chapter yeah of that story i think that that was always a nice way to put it it put to bed the story of the originals Mm-hmm. We've had it now. We know how it ends. We know that they're like apart from ego, ego, it's all they're okay. Um, and now we can move on. Mm-hmm. Now it's all good. We can move on and have something new. Hi, Diner. Are you going into your home? You yeah. going to the firehouse? <laughs> just wondering about. Imagine yeah. if she did just go in the firehouse and just sat there on this episode with her head be... sticking out. Oh, it's your car's good. there. The car's there, can't get through the door. The um, um, But yeah, the, I think we're all ready to move on now. Mm-hmm. So, with the... I, I want to class them as four movies that we've got. Yeah. Which, what order would you put them in? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. 
Mm-hmm. But not at it. the same time. <laughs> I'm, I can. It's quite easy for me because I'm so, I'm so black and white when it comes to this franchise. One, two, four, three. Mm. See, I would go one, four, two, three, and that's not a knock on two. It's just four was probably the best cinema experience I've oh, had in the last ten years. Hundred percent, but a hundred that they. I don't think we'll get that moment ever again. No. I genuinely don't think we will have that moment again. I have never had such an emotional few days or even just like the lead up to it. Like anytime something came out about it, I was an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. And then I cried fully on this podcast when we reviewed it. <laughs> it's one of, Couldn't I, help myself. I think it's one of them things where we do review, like when there's expectation there, that's always the killer. And most movies, when there is expectation, like this one we've just talked about, Ghostbusters 2, is prime example. There was that most expectation that probably took about five, ten years for this one to be actually as appreciated for the movie it was. Oh, 100%. Um, I don't think it was appreciated at all when it first came out. No, but um, this one, like I say, with Afterlife, and I know we keep talking about like as because uh, it is in the most recent the anticipation, like I said, it was put back due to the pandemic when we would see it. So we were expecting and hoped for what we got and it kind of was better than what we yeah, hoped for. And we, that yeah, was absolutely. always a nicety as well. So Jason Reitman, when he realised that he had time, mm-hmm. instead of what Patty Jenkins did, he went in and all those little mistakes that he, after he finished the film and he was like, oh, I wish I could go back and do this and do that. He actually went back and did that and this. And he, for him, felt he improved it better. But no, Lee, you are not making that up. It's not, it is not a, a deleted ending. I don't even think it's that. I think it's like later on in the credits, you get to see them getting the award on Liberty Island. Um, oh, but I, I, I have seen that. I do know what you're referring to. But I think as well, because one of the things that I think Jason Wrightman recently came out and said with uh, Afterlife, I did not know this, that they weren't going to do Ghost Egon. They were just going to have like Egon as like manifest as as himself. So it wouldn't have been like carport, like it would have been just like another Ghostbuster. So he went in and put in the ghost effect because he thought that would have worked better, which again, it would have been less... I think that would have been more confusing if, if he yeah. was in like full form type thing. Like, like we, all, we all know he passed away. Like, yeah. we all know he went. But what is so beautiful about that all now is mm. that obviously not long after we lost Ivan Reitman. Um, mm. And the hand that Phoebe holds onto that is Egon's is mm. actually Ivan Reitman's hand. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to cry, is so <laughs> beautiful that we have that moment. That mm-hmm. we have, like, we're, we're honouring Egon, we're honouring um, Harold Ramis, but we're also also honouring Ivan Reitman at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love that. I am going to cry in a bit, so we need to move on. <laughs> so we always do this when we do our reviews as well. Uh, out of five, <laughs> how would you rate it? Five. I would say 4.5. I'm going to no. say five. Uh, there was there was certain parts in this film that I get excited about coming up, like the mm. montages, the court scene, the restaurant where, or even just before the restaurant, under the in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I generally love this film. No, I I agree. The only thing again is the cheesy ending and, like, say the build up. Everything was built up perfectly. It's just the flat. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, but it still would never knock marks off for us. Yeah. But that's a little bit biased there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
I, do you know what though? I can. There's mm-hmm. certain parts of the first one that that mm-hmm. I could quite happily change. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not completely and utterly like blindsided by the fact that this is one of my favorite movies of all time. But yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on it now. <laughs> not now. Not, yeah. not today. It's not today, Satan. But yes. Um. So yeah. So. Anything you want to add about Ghostbusters? I, don't, I would like to leave it like that with you just saying that because I think that was a nice way of ending it. <laughs> but yes, um, not often Sammy is is speechless as well, so we'll give it it's killing us. I'm not honestly, it's killing us. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, like I say, anyone who's checked in, like Lee, thank you, Kelly, yeah, thank Lee, you, thanks um, to all your facts as well. Like, yeah. amazing. It, like I know. Like I say, it's a bit of an afternoon. It's weird not having Goodwill in the chat as well, but you'll probably kill us for not letting he's, him know. <laughs> he's going to knack us. He really is. Um, yeah, it seems a bit weird, but this is what we want to do going forward. We want to do just spontaneous, like, chats to where we can just, like, wax lyrically about our favourites. Like, I'm sure, like, Paul probably did this just to get on my good side, so I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, fair, though, we didn't have any much time to think, and I was just like... Right, it's either a horror film, but most of the ones we've got planned. For, it, do you know of, what? It's so Paul. bad for Paul because he has to think of what I've seen. <laughs> Especially when we do things on the fly and stuff like that. Yes. So, um, but yeah, like I say, just to announce as well. I know we've been discussing it. Like I say, um, I don't know if we put it out there in the main chat in the main room. We are looking to do the the community uh, podcast at least once every so often. Again, it'll just be there's not going to be a set date for it to happen. It'll we'll let you know a day before and stuff. But we want to get like you guys or the community more involved in this yeah. as well, just to talk about like shit you've seen, shit you love, shit like said that we might not even know about, just to mm-hmm. like try and broaden our horizons and broad um and and sh- and stuff like that, just to try and like evolve because at the moment this is our ninetieth episode. They've done ninety of these bad boys. Um, wow! So we're getting closer to that big one hundred as well. Big Ten episodes away, and we have done so much in that in that time. And I do love the idea of us having community days and like getting to know you. It's like I feel like, no, yeah, you. like what you, what what are you what are you nerd about? Because we, as we've established throughout the nerdy up north community there is such a wide range of nerdism. Like it doesn't just narrow down to superheroes and comic books. It's mm-hmm. so vast that I am so interested to know what you're nerding about. <laughs> oh my so. God, that's what it's going to be called. Oh God, here we go. Yeah. I like me catchphrases. Yeah, she likes a little buzzwords and shit. I do, <laughs> I do. But yes, um, so join us this Sunday for the official <laughs> kickoff of the spooky season. I know yes. we've kind of done it, but uh, and hopefully we do have the returning Donna if, if she's able to do it. Yeah. Uh, see what wild and wonderful outfit she'll be preparing for then, where we talk everything uh, spooky and Sanderson system wise. There'll be black cats, there'll be <gasps> zombies. There'll be Binxes, there'll be Billy Butty's fair Butcherson, it's gonna be <laughs> Sarah, it's gonna be Winifred. Can't remember the other one, Mary. <laughs> Who are Mary? Um, and like, say, and what was the other one? The two kids called Get uh, Oh, oh, Zachary Banks. No, not him. Oh, no. Um, no. Laura Birch's character. Ice. 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 Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, the the douchebags. 
Max, oh, Max out of uh, Erie, Indiana, Indiana, as well. and Thora Birch is the most adorable little girl in the world. And I can't think of her name is uh, adorable little girl in the world. We'll go with that. <laughs> so, um, so we'll, we'll be putting a spell on you this Sunday. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again this weekend. Me as well, too. Just so it's Me fresh. too. Just exactly. Cause, cause, because this one's been a bit more difficult. Like even though I know we know it inside out, when you put on the spot, it's hard to think. But I think we've done quite well. Like say, like to just re- out of memory wise, because uh, it's especially probably especially this best- memory. There's it's a reason been- I get called Dory. It's probably been a year since I've seen Ghostbusters two as well. So yeah, about a few months ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in rotation in in Sam's house. But yes, so join us Sunday and Sunday. Uh, find us anywhere you want. But same bad time, same bad channel. See you nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.